What's the through line from Mel Tucker to Urban Meyer? Uh, I'm so sick. You're listening to Can't Read. Can't Write. <laughs> Both were truly horrendous. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the... Uh-oh. Come on. Plum, oh, plum, plum. You know what? It's fine. We're going to roll with it. Yeah, I'm let joined... them see what happens. Yeah. Let them see what it's like working with you. Yeah. He's asked to do two things. Here you are, listeners, your favorite podcast host that you want to ask all the questions of. Can't even be bothered to write the introductions. Listeners, come to my defense. I'm sick. Wait until you see what I did with the Rutgers preview. (laughs) All right. That, the, uh, that's Kevin Gregg, uh, who's, trying his best not to cough and then alex plum in <laughs> i don't know what kind of voice to describe that as the the babyest baby voice man can you do it can you do an a i'm most i'm so sick as if you're mel tucker or urban meyer i'm so sick <laughs> this is very dangerous <laughs> it's yeah, we're in trouble we're really setting ourselves to have to pull this episode off the shelf immediately <laughs> uh but until well, anyway, such time Good joke. Uh, and uh, and Alex Plum, I'm certain he says he's coming to East Lansing on Friday for some special event. Or but it's really, really to write on the tin can wall that he is excited for Gaten Hauser to start on Saturday. Hey, um, in the interim, uh, for those of you sticking around through this train wreck of an opening, I want to thank everyone for listening. <laughs> And ask the small favor to please share uh, the spot with Spartans in your life, ideally starting at the minute mark now. Uh, <laughs> you can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Spartan underscore pod or Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Whew. Gentlemen, what are we talking about this week? Uh, football always leads, even when it's a... Uh, that's even a segment we call the green wall. Yeah, mm. that's the green wall. And we didn't lose this bye week, as far as I'm aware. So mm-hmm. we should celebrate that. Uh, but there's other things that we should actually, actually celebrate, like hockey wins, women's soccer wins, uh, yes. Izone campouts, et cetera. So we'll talk about those as well. Then we'll go off Grand River. We'll talk about the wider world of sport, preview the Ratka. And then finally, as always, take your Twitter questions. All right. Let's head behind that green wall. Uh, and yes, sport that always leads football. Uh, sadly, unfortunately, there's not a ton for us to talk about as it relates to football-specific news because there was no media availability from the staff or players this week. What we do know is there's a strong indication that... It's hard when Alex Plum just tube into me. Uh, but <laughs> uh, there, there is a strong indication that Kate and Hauser will be starting this week, or at least uh, maybe rephrase that, that Noah Kim will not be starting this week. Uh, right? Yes. Uh, do you, I guess, uh, where's your trust, uh, Kevin Greck, uh, on the staff? Do they just go in class progression, or do you mm-hmm. think they pick 
long-term what the highest ceiling is for the program? I think they draw straws or they do okay. something really stupid wow. like that. That's great. They, it's like, which one of these two guys helped me with my cover letter for my next job or something <laughs> like that? Um, I don't trust uh, Jay Johnson or this staff to choose anyone. Even Mark D'Antonio was awful at choosing starting quarterbacks when he was in his heyday. So there's no one on this entire coaching staff that's shown any indication that they have an ability to evaluate quarterback talent and develop that talent. So I, I have no idea what they'll choose and how they'll reach that conclusion. How important though really is the quarterback in football? You know what I mean? This is a, this is an People are asking. I mean, for this team, my God, uh, it's gotta be Keaton. It's got to be Caton for a number of reasons, which we've discussed in previous podcasts. Uh, I think for the most important part, which is Noah's not dead. So this season is. He is to me. Okay. Mm. This season is beyond salvageable. Don't burn Sam Levitt's red shirt. There's any hope of the kid sticking around. Don't waste this for him. And. I don't know. Uh, that's my thinking. I mean, you, you've, you've, that, that's my thinking. That's ultimately where I come down on this is just let the kid live. I mean, I, he could still, I guess, start and keep his shirt, but you know, like yeah, Noah, yeah. Noah Kim should have to face Ohio state. Noah Kim should have to face Michigan just because like, don't demoralize Caden Hauser, but the Rutger for sure. Start Caden. Give but give him make. some like earplugs first so that he isn't bothered by the, the volume I, over there because it is very alarming. Yep. So I, real quick aside about the, the Rutger and the volume there. So the our friends at the RU Screw podcast put a poll out about the the sound horn. Is that what we would call it? the 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 weaponized horn sound yeah the havana effect uh (laughs) and and so i I commented on it uh, about how offensive it was and someone's a rutger fan said that they liked it because it disrupts other teams Ah, and i guess i would say if it's getting you w's then keep it around but is it getting them w's that's my point that's the joke thank you uh it's a truly terrible experience. Their their fans are lovely though. Lovely yeah. people. Especially yeah. those guys at the R U Screw. Roo screw. Roo screw for you to do to do. Uh well, I I guess the, the other point, Plum, uh, to your comment about the red shirt is that if you go with Katen Hauser, you give him a shot. If it doesn't work, you got a couple games to get to there's only four left. You might as well get Sam Levitt some snaps too and see what happens yeah. so yeah well we see we shall see uh all right we're gonna talk updates on mel tucker yeah. because a fun lot subject. Yeah. fun subject just everyone wins with mel tucker everyone wins yeah so we mentioned that ways that michigan state could lose the bye week mm-hmm. was mel tucker interesting it seemed that mel tucker tried his best to make sure that michigan state did lose the bye week mm. And then Mel Tucker lost the bye week. So uh, what happened is that Mel Tucker's Title IX, we're using that as a shorthand. Technically, it was a sexual harassment investigation and hearing took place this week. Uh, Mel Tucker opted not to participate. And instead, shortly after the, uh, the hearing began, 
uh, he used Audrey Dahlgren to uh, release whatever he wanted to say um, because she's decided to say whatever he wants to say. Uh, and then, um, and then it ended up being that maybe, uh, some of the newly obtained evidence was obtained in violation of Michigan law. We'll get to that <laughs> later, <laughs> but, uh, the, the letter that Mel Tucker released did, uh, utilize several, uh, I think they said it was 20,000 pages worth of text messages yeah. uh, mm. from, from Brenda Tracy to and from her deceased assistant slash best friend. Uh, Not to and, be confused with her uh, lawyer best friend or the actual lawyer that she's using now. It's very um, confusing. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. So there's some evidence that came through that is uh, certainly as why it was released, not great for the credibility of, of Brenda Tracy. Uh, I think we can get to some of that in a second, but I don't, uh, I don't know that as much as Mel Tucker is trying to make a distraction that I certainly don't think the podcast particularly cares, but if we've got some listeners who think this matters, uh, I think we need to maybe spend some time on that. Well, I, I don't know if there's a mid-Michigan um, strongman competition that runs, um, but if there is, Audrey, you should definitely give that shot because if you can carry that much water for one man, I'm talking water by the tub full. Like I the had, hot tub full. I think you could probably, you know, pull a whole truck full of water. I think that's probably what's next. A slingshot uh, for you. Yeah. So a slingshot. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Audrey. <laughs> Audrey. <laughs> mm. Say no once, bud. Just leave them waiting one time. There there is there's not a single person who is emerging from this saga with any credibility whatsoever. I mean I don't know where to begin. The people fighting for an opportunity to represent some noxious perspective in this saga. Mm. Uh, read the room. Just shut the fuck up. No one needs this. No one is inviting it. Um, the sort of both sides thing is wacky. Uh, you know, I think there's a way to tell the story that isn't just so overly obsessed with the filleting of the masturbator i i i it's it's just very it's uncomely he wrote all of that down i like, did I, that line, I showed up i really showed up oh, i was like wait do i need to scroll to the bottom of the outline to see that he wrote you all do of know that's where i hide my best my best bits i mm -hmm. so well so let's talk about a, a handful of things as it as it relates to this because a lot of the evidence released does go to impeaching Brenda Tracy's credibility. And to yeah. say that it doesn't correct would be lying. <laughs> yeah. Um however, a couple things remain constant and true. Because this is as far as I read it anyway, a lot of smoke and a lot of noise yeah. to distract from two truths. Correct. One, Mel Tucker and Mel Tucker alone was responsible for whether Brenda Tracy was engaged by Michigan State University for employment purposes. Thus, because he was in charge of whether she got paid, 
she was not capable of consenting to a sexual relationship. Two, irrespective of that, this is embarrassing. Yeah. You made a dumb, dumb, dumb decision. You were, and I'm not, I'm not here for the morality judgment because I don't particularly care that whether someone as, as a head coach was married and engaged in an extramarital relationship. I don't I think care. we there'd be a lot of coaches fired across the country if that if that were an issue. I but I do care we would be lacking for coaches at that point. I do care that you chose as someone to engage in an extramarital relationship for with sure. a public speaker on sexual assault, that you engaged in phone sex with them while working for the university. At the least. At the least, yeah, it was like literally actively working for the university. And I do care that it became public. Yep. Those and that she's not happy about it for whether it's because you chose n- not to continue the relationship. It doesn't matter. Your lack of judgment and and nuance led to an embarrassing situation for the university. And that is r- grounds literally in your contract for you to be terminated. Let's let's say this, too. I think that we can, again, this pot is very good at holding things in tension. We're very good at walking and chewing gum. I think we can be comfortable in acknowledging that these text messages do not make Breda Tracy look any more credible at all. Her credibility is not the question here. And I think we have to continue to come back to that. All right? Yes. It's what Mel Tucker admitted to. It, it's irrelevant. Yes, we can agree. Let for the sake of argument, this podcast would be happy to agree that that Brenda was gold digging here. I'm, I'm not saying she was, but for the sake of argument, we could make the supposition. In fact, she was gold digging. She was entrapping him. She was trying to get the money. And if you believe that, you are totally free to do that. Mm-hmm. And it and and guess what? It has no difference. And I would even tell you, some of these text messages make a pretty damn good case. Again, she's not coming out of this looking good at all. Her credibility is gone. Her future is gone in terms of working in the NCAA sports industry doing this. I don't know of a coach who's ever going to try to work with Brenda Tracy again. Let's be right. let's be explicit. But but that's not that that thing is its own outcome. That's that's where the train train left the station. That's where it went. That was the journey. I don't know, good, bad, or the otherwise. Michael, you made the best points. You summarized them perfectly. That's the essential crux of the situation. Yeah. You can't do that with this person or with any vendor. Here's the problem with your whole idea, though, you two, of keeping these two things in tension. We do a podcast over here, and these text messages are fun. I want to read them off, and I want to make fun of people, you guys. But you're all like, no. Is it we you're have to remember last... what's important. Is it because you're down to your last $5, It's because we have so little left. We need more sponsors. Listener Mike Jones just dropped off some more hooch. Do you guys want to hear about it? <laughs> no professional crying. Um, there is one. <laughs> I think there might be one thing in here worth discussing. If I'm understanding it correctly, uh, we do find out in here that Brenda Tracy was shopping her story widely, yeah, including right. to uh, our, our buddy Dan over at ESPN. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Murphy. Uh, so, a lot of people knew about this. And then yeah. she says oh. that he starts just sort of nibbling around the edges. Yep. But that's, we talked about this weeks ago. That yep. starts putting pressure on the university. And it started putting pressure on the university months ago. So 
Yeah. Uh, again, we've outlined on this podcast the way that the university, we think, may have screwed up. We haven't been able to confirm that yet. But like, I they may impressed. not have been the prime mover. Right. Is your, is your point. They That's may not I'm have been the prime mover. Oh, no. Yeah. They most certainly were not. Evidenced by the very simple fact that nothing changed between really the public release of this and Alan Haller's very non-explicit rejection of having any detailed knowledge of this. I think it's safe to say he knew very well what was going on and reacted to the media outrage, which, to be fair, okay. Better late than never, dummy. But yuck. If, if we can, uh, and I think we should try and string as many of these very funny text messages throughout <laughs> the remainder of the pod because they are LOL funny uh, in that it's very sad for it. It sounds like honestly sad for her. Yeah. But, yeah. But, no, no, it's not good. It's not good, but it's not good. We, we can, we can agree that Mel Tucker should be fired, was fired indeed. Mm-hmm. And we're on board with him being fired. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we can agree that there's a lot to unpack with her, but I want to quote uh, from the USA Today article here because it's important for people who are paying attention to the sexual harassment issue mm. about whether Mel Tucker engaged in this. And so this is from their pol- MSU's policy, and it and it likely will mirror what you would see in uh, a sexual assault case um, as it relates to a, a potential victim. Uh, so MSU sexual harassment policy, uh, states that questions or evidence about a claimant's sexual history, sexual identity, and prior sexual experiences with people other than the accused are immaterial and generally prohibited. Mm. So there's a lot of reasons for this. And, and, and frankly, if you care even an iota about people, but in particular, largely women, then you should know that just because a woman said yes to something one time doesn't mean that she said yes to something a subsequent time with a different person or even with the same partner. And like truly do some soul searching if you think that that could possibly be true. And so that's why the fact that someone's done something in the past with a person or another person isn't relevant to a sexual harassment case. So, um, the, uh, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of the conversation around uh, who is the coach that caught astray, Greg? Uh, Damon Sotomayor. Yes. Oops. Uh, oops. My man's been out there sweating for the last several months, and uh, things got a little uncomfortable at home this week. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> allegedly, we would like to say. Yeah. Because unlike unlike Audrey, we'll say allegedly. Uh, all right. Should we talk about? other ways that maybe the university did lose the bye week. Sure. Urban. Oh, got to talk about urban. Well, we should, we should put a button on the last subject, yeah. the, the title nine or whatever we're calling it. Oh yeah. The uh, case resolved. Blah, final blah, blah. case resolution happened. Tucker didn't participate in it because he's a, uh, he's a tummy, tummy ache. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so we'll, I think we get several weeks before we find out what the resolution of that was. Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> so urban Meyer, urban Meyer. Oh. Well, uh, I, can I just lead off and say I'm a soft liberal ass 
soft. Oh, sorry, sorry, soft ass liberal. That was what one very uh, loquacious and uh, verbose uh, Twitter commenter made on my recent post uh, decrying the fandom you, for. You can just say cock. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's a better way to say it, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. what they would do. Yeah. Yeah. So we've covered he was on campus. No. Allegedly. We're allegedly. sticking with allegedly, right? Yeah. Mm, allegedly. Sure. Uh, allegedly was on campus. Uh, Couch indicated it. Uh, a couple other sources have indicated it. Supposedly. But I didn't see it. Were, were you on campus? No. Allegedly? <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so. Urban's created a bit of a, a, a dust up to Plum's point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some folks who were anti-urban have come around. Uh, and I think maybe a good and decent place to start was, is the Joe Rex road uh, opinion piece that came out in the athletic yeah. as a, as a framing here, which represents soft liberals everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said. Uh I think Joe nailed some things and missed on some things in a big way. So where should we start with what he got right? Well, let's start with Joe's legacy because some listeners of this podcast might not know Joe. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Joe Rexroad was the beat writer for the LSJ for a long period of time. He was the beat writer at MSU during all of our times in college. I read everything probably that he published, including his blog post, Hey Joe which included a mailbag, kind of like the first Twitter questions uh, back in the day. Hey, Joe was great. Yeah. And I would pour over that stuff. Um, He had great relationships with coaches, but as evidenced by his final piece for the LSJ before he moved on to the Tunisian uh, to start covering things in Nashville, uh, which was kind of a, I think some have criticized him for like a, a bit of a self-indulgent piece about his relationship with Izzo and how they would just be short with one another and exchange swears. But actually that represented like a really positive relationship that the two of them had. And he had great appreciation for Izzo, but it, it did demonstrate that he was a little bit, um, shall we say, uh, burnt out, uh, by the beat by the time he left. So I kind of think reading this article that MSU exists for Joe in a seven years ago time capsule that has not yeah. changed. That's um, right. But now that he's been uh, introduced, Jonesy, you may. Well, so I think that uh, that that transitions over to things that Joe Rexford said that maybe are uh, critiquable. But so Joe Joe's thesis, let's start there, was that Urban Meyer should be a no. Hard no, shouldn't get a call. If he was in East Lansing, shouldn't have been in East Lansing. Pass, pass, pass. And uh, for a great number of reasons, but not the least of which is the baggage. So uh, there's the... Herb Meyer is, is flashy, but think about other retreads that have not worked. Les Miles? Lou Holtz mm, were yep. two that he pointed to. And I thought those were excellent points. Uh, dudes from the past, bring them back. Didn't work out, but the baggage, the, um, the covering things up, the, which we covered on this podcast at the time and used to make fun of urban as he deserved. Yes. The, the sneaking, 
that that is in keeping with the same sort of ethos that led to the downfall of Mark Hollis in Luanda Can Simon. Um, the the sort of refusal to believe people uh, and care about their feelings, which is what perpetuated the Larry Nasser scandal. Um, and and Joe talked intimately, apparently, about like how I didn't he realize- too was had the wool pulled over his eyes by Larry yeah. Nasser, who he covered at the Olympics. And apparently who sat a few pews down from him uh, at church. Uh-huh. Um, and when so, I did appreciate that from Joe, that he yeah. put himself out there like that. Yep. Yes. And, and so he talked about how Mark D'Antonio was not a glamorous hire. Uh, what Mark D'Antonio did for the university and why he was an important hire at the time. And sort of the legacy of, of Bobby Williams and John L. Smith and how Mark D'Antonio was kind of a hire to like just not screw things up anymore. And that that's what MSU should aim for. And that's where I think Joe is wrong. Because mm-hmm. Mark D'Antonio was the right hire because Mark D'Antonio won games. Mark D'Antonio said, we are a better program than a lot of other programs and we will not lose to those programs ever. And for the longest time, that was as true. You could set your clock to Michigan State was not going to lose to Indiana. Michigan State was not going to lose to bullshit lesser programs. Right. And I don't know why Indiana's catching strays on this, but but they're a good. Op- I mean, if <laughs> if Tom didn't have such a a nice contract there for himself, I mean, he, I think he might already be fired. So. Yeah. Good but weapon the- boy right now. But the, the problem is, is that Joe seems to think that MSU is currently resourced to be an eight-win team, which is in keeping with this notion of just not losing to the people you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But here's where I'd push back, Joe, and, and where you clearly have not been following along. Michigan State just had the third to fifth highest paid coach in the country. Flat out. It has a top 10 paid offensive coordinator. It has an assistant coach's salary in the top 20. The pool. The yeah. pool of, of salaries. Uh, it has the newest football facility in the Big Ten. Yep. MSU is absolutely resourced and committed to, notwithstanding the Spartan dog for life, put a little asterisk on that, uh, is absolutely resourced and committed to being a top tier program in the big 10, which means a top tier program nationally. Nationally. So uh, this idea that like, we need to, uh, write the ship, I think is bull that we need to look back at Pat Narduzzi. Yeah. yeah that's, that was when I was like, was Oh wow. My yeah. man is in a seven year ago, Tom capsule, big time. That, he named other Pat people out. that we would all agree with. Sure. But mm-hmm. Narduzzi. Yeah. Well, he's he's yearning for the days of yore, and I think that's. Um, I thought the piece was on balance helpful, only because it uh, aligned with my worldview, which is this sort of anti-urban my worldview. And I'll take any kind of uh, credit I for that thought, I can. I thought the Les Miles and Lou Holtz comp, uh, comp was I like so too. totally. It, it, people, it, the problem is that Joe lost the thread when he brought up Narduzzi and said we should be happy at eight wins, and that undercut the a lot thing. of the right things that he did say. Yeah, that's right. And, no. and that, you know, 
Urban, this is something Couch has been banging the, the drum about. Like Urban, when he was at Toledo, has famously said he would have walked to East Lansing. Mm-hmm. And if you had hired Urban at Toledo, you know, in the same way that if you'd been able to keep Saban, right? That these are, yeah, big what ifs of like MSU's a good job. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, the, Find the good coach. The dude came to campus, and this the number of talking heads out there that are like, oh, it'll never happen. <laughs> Ooh, MSU. I mean, he came here, apparently. He's not full-throatedly turning down the job in the way that he could. He's he's made a statement to some someone out there, maybe, uh, we're told. But I would... If if we can get Urban to come here now, mm-hmm. then why should MSU here, here? Why should MSU settle for Urban? That, I mean, I think there's a an argument to be made for that. Take the Urban money that you're going to spend, spend it on a on a good coach somewhere else. I got to be honest with you guys, though. I'm starting to hear there's starting to be a little devil on my shoulder. Oh. And I, I want to be clear with you, Urban Meyer's a skis. I might have this devil too. <laughs> Urban Meyer's a skis. Urban Meyer's probably not the best person for the job. But Fun I've been seeing right <laughs> I've been seeing this argument out there over and over again that it doesn't matter what MSU does; it's going to get thrashed by the media anyway. What a terrible! I can't believe you're fucking saying it out loud. Listen to yourself. But I'm starting. I'm starting to to listen to that a little bit. I am. I'm starting to indulge in that a little bit. It's good to acknowledge it. Because as we've covered about a thousand times, they're going to find something. You lost me. There's, there's, there's like. But who gives a fuck about them? Who gives a fuck about them? Who gives a fuck about the media? No one. I'm not. You're the media. I'm the media. This is the media. Everything's the media. Fuck the media. The alums are the ones that matter. The students are the ones that matter. What 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 I care about here. What I'm getting at here is there's a lot of talking out of both sides of the mouth. It's uh-huh. both uh, MSU. You can't have Urban Meyer, even if you wanted him, because you've got this Larry Nasser thing that's hanging over your head, even though I think most of the, the talking heads out there couldn't articulate to me actually how the university messed up the Nasser scandal. If we sat down, we were like, give me some details about this. Yeah. I think they'd really struggle to actually articulate what happened. Lanny K. Simon was in the room. Yep. Um, well, Bill Stramfel, but go ahead. The other side of this is Jonesy, what you were kind of talking about is Urban Meyer might be a bad coach or he might be a really good coach. And that would be a nice thing. And you just don't get nice things. You don't, you're not a nice thing haver. You sit in your little box over there in the corner and you, you compete against Indiana and Purdue and you can be, you know what? We'll earmark Nebraska for you. You can beat Nebraska every year because everyone just beats Nebraska every year. But what I am seeing in the Big Ten and in the future schedule is the Big Ten's just a bunch of turds floating in a bowl with maybe three or four that have floated up to the top. But we should be able to beat most of those other turds. In fact, Iowa should be ashamed of themselves that we came in to their house at night and that in complete disarray, the worst moment in program, like the last 15 years of the program, and they just barely beat us. Okay. We're a better program. We're a peer or better with Iowa. And I am tired of this media narrative that 
Oh, now that Michigan's back, you go and you just sit in the corner. There's yep. nothing for you anymore. So it they're like both urban isn't going to work for you. And also if he did work, that's just not something that you do. You got your college football playoff and that's that uh, you can have basketball because we only care about that in March. And then we'll, we'll never really actually give you basketball either until you win like three natties in a row. So I'm tired of this narrative. I think that it right. it's fair to say that Jonesy, as you were outlining, that we deserve to have a big coach. We have even even if you take Ishbia and St. Andre and all that stuff out of it, we have one of the twenty biggest uh, stadiums in the in the in college football. We have the resources that put us in the top fifteen, I believe, uh, in terms of revenue. Uh, we have a fan base that is massive. It's producing. Tens of thousands of new alums every year, every year. all across the, the country. Yep. And we're able to support. I was just at the hockey game today. We're able to support a very good hockey team, a very good basketball team. And if they were any good, a very good football team all at the same time. I can't understand why we're not allowed to have nice things. Just because everyone in the media came up during a time when it was Ohio State and Michigan and that was all that mattered. It, that's not how this works anymore. We've proven it. Other programs have proven it. And I'm not interested in hearing that these days. Are so again, done, I'm not advocating. I, you know what? I so infrequently do this. I'm I, not I'm, advocating for Urban Meyer. I'm just saying I'm starting to understand and, 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 where I'll, that I'll siren just, call is coming from. Because I think Plum's going to counter here. But I'm going to tack on for a second. It's the same as much as like... I think we all can look back and say Mel Tucker may have been a shit coach, but it's the same thing when people got on us about spending 95 million on him. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. Like we can have nice things. We can pay for a good coach. We can win here and we can want to be, there's nothing wrong with saying we want Bama. I know that oftentimes that, that bites people, but like, why can't we want those nice things? Right. And so I'm I'm with you, Greg. I'm with you on the appeal of wouldn't it be nice to just fucking win? Yeah. Like and not be so ashamed of wanting to win. But you can have both. And and the the idea the idea that yes, you're not wrong that like the media is going to find some shit. I mean, the shit they bitched about D'Antonio for. That's what I was just going to say. Now yeah. we're out here putting D'Antonio up on a pedestal. The the Detroit news ran him through the mud. We talk about Brenda, or, or we're talking about uh, uh, Audrey Dahlgren uh, carrying water. The Detroit news would take anything from Curtis Blackwell's uh, uh, attorneys, mm-hmm. who were Tony sanctioned Hall. multiple times, by the way, yep. and just forward it directly to the front page of the sports section. <laughs> like, don't even copy edit it. Just, it goes straight there. And Mark D'Antonio, now I don't think we know yet if it's true, and we're getting really deep in the weeds here, that he knew more about the Austin Robertson situation than we knew when he was being recruited. We still don't know that yet. I think Ron Burton has never formally, you know, uh, commented on this. But in terms of finding out about these assaults and taking the swift action that they're supposed to take, it was by the book for the most part. Yeah. But that didn't stop the Detroit news from ragging him as much as they possibly could. And then running a puff piece 
for Donnie Corley as to say the institution is worse than the assaulter. Or somehow but, it's MSU's fault that but he Greg, committed this. But Greg, here's the thing right. that the three of us can get here and we can all look each other in the face and say that I don't care. Like, the, the, like the, the, I, I refuse, the blue wall can continue to exist for all of time. Mm-hmm. So long as I can look you and Plum in the eye and feel very proud that I went to Michigan State. Sure. Be, and, and, and so, like, the reason we were so upset about what happened with Luana K. Simon is because we weren't proud. But, or straight but we could look whatever. at Mark D'Antonio, and we knew, by and large, he did things the right way. Yeah. And, and so I, 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 don't, I can't get behind the idea of having Urban Meyer here knowing that he didn't do things the right way. But, Plum, I've been cutting you off for a while. You're both very dumb people, and I think most people who listen to the pod know, uh, and also maybe respect how dumb you both are, uh, but this has to be one of your worst takes ever. Uh, <laughs> we don't deserve anything good. I think, and that's where <laughs> you're both wrong. We don't deserve shit. Uh, we deserve the pain Olympics. We deserve dude. the pain Olympics. We deserve what we're going to get the next four fucking seasons. You, Absolutely. you put your manhood in the door, and you slam that door shut on because it and you say i'm gonna watch next week too and you slam it again and you slam it again because tell me of a school that had you said top 20 in in, in stadium capacity yeah. third highest paid coach in the country uh what top off or one of the top offensive coordinator paid roles more alumni than any fucking school you know i'm, I'm how can we be this bad how could we have done so poorly at at a let, let's by the way by the way the reason we have mel tucker is because of mark d'antonio mm-hmm. because mark d'antonio flatlined in his last two fucking seasons and stayed on through february 1st so he could keep his fucking bag yeah so he could get his he big fucked us now. hard <laughs> so let's not forget that he's the reason we got unproven Mel Tucker and 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 a whole bunch of fucking ah chopping woodshed deep end uh, my god how embar- we should be embarrassed because we trotted out each one of these fucking things when none of them made sense D- grab an, an allegory and just go with it cool now i'm doing hand motions so anyway my point is We've did this to ourselves. Mark Hollis did this to us and not just telling Mark D'Antonio, dude, you got to hit the fucking road. I'll pay you the bonus now. Just go in November. Beekman. Yeah, it was it was Billy. Was it Beekman at that point? And Hollis retired during Nasser. Oh, 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 you're right. Fuck me. When he wasn't running away from something, he was running towards something. So. And and I, you can't blame Beekman because I, we've talked about the suits. Oh, I'll he never should, forget the suits. Beekman no, should have he, said, "Hey, Mark, I'll give you the bonus early." Like yeah. that he, should he have been. The know, but he didn't know sports. Bill Beekman doesn't know anything. He should have been so, like, "Give me a signal, Mark. If we're if we're just gonna piece we're gonna after do that it, just, bonus, I'll give you the money. We'll I'll just cut that check today. So anyway, so I, but I'm I am kidding. We do deserve nice things, but but you can't just pay for nice things. And that's what Urban Meyer wants you to do. 
Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer wants you to make the same mistake this university just made with Mel Tucker for him. He's craven. Look at his pictures. He looks like a sociopathic murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his face. And you're not just talking about all the deep fakes. That no, this is, this, is a man, this is a man who is incapable of feeling true emotion. And everyone, I defy someone listening to find me a picture of Mel Tucker showing actual, Urban authentic Meyer. human emotion. Oh, uh, sorry. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Um, so, no. I this is a how like, I had emotion for that young lady at the bar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even then he wasn't had, smiling. It's like Joe. Even then he wasn't smiling. <laughs> this isn't hungry. So, <laughs> so this is a question of how, and this and Mike, you said it well, this is a question of looking yourself in the eye. This is a question of being able to respect oneself. This is a question of we, we do deserve the best things. And if we have all the resources, then where is the leadership who's willing to help pull the pieces together so we get the thing that we desperately deserve. But there's a way to do that that doesn't re- – because you talk about Rexford looking back seven years and getting stuck on Pat and Doozy. Every fucking person talking about Urban Meyer is going back further to the the, the yes. beyond days of Ohio State. Because tell me – point to Jacksonville and show me one fucking redeeming thing about Urban Meyer that gives you any confidence he can coach this program or lead young men – into anything resembling positive development and human potential. Remember so when he was on the boat with the Big Ten Network, and then dude walked in without a shirt on, like did a bong rip or something, and he was like, "Go, go!" I coach, <laughs> and that's it. And so you know, listen, I get it. I get we want to win. I get we deserve to win. This idea that it's simply going to happen because we can dump up the the we can back up the dump the Brinks dump truck again is well, it didn't does, fucking work out for us. Doesn't that also make Urban the easiest, right? Like, doesn't that make it the dumbest decision? It does. It, it does. It's like, and, it's, and that's why I'm so scared. Settling. And that's why I'm scared it's going to happen because Alan Haller, which I think this was Rex Road who pointed this out when they did this search for Mark D'Antonio. Alan Haller was there. He was on the committee as what? A, a police officer. <sighs> now, listen, you I don't know what formal training is in athletics. I don't know if there is such thing as formal training in athletics. Uh, Alan Haller, my man, confirmed listener. I I'm I'm not convinced you're the guy up for the job. And I guarantee you, if you hire Urban Meyer, you prove the case that you were never the man for this or any moment as our director of athletics. God help you, sir, if that's the choice. Well, and so Alan Haller's letter about you may hear names and they might be people that I'm relying on tells me that maybe we have a real Dick Cheney situation here. Urban Meyer's here to consult on the search committee. Which, uh, my God. I, I do. I want to do back. by Zoom, by the way. You don't have to bring <laughs> him up on the PJ. Uh I do want to circle back to one thing, though, and this is it relates to what Plum was talking about. And it, I talked about this when I was on Sheehan's show. And this, the sort of debate that's happening internally uh, among Spartans about Urban Meyer. And I think there's something problematic in assuming that people who don't want Urban Meyer mm-hmm. don't want to win. And that people who do want Urban Meyer don't care about morality. Mm. And we all want to win. 
and we all want our university to be great. Like, I truly, Greg, you're saying here that the the, the Detroit media is going to do what they're going to do, but you do care. You care because I know you care because yeah. you stopped you stopped buying tickets when the university fucked up. Sure. So, like, I I just I think we all need to take a break on each other about whether you believe in winning or whether you believe in in the morality of the university, because we all want to win and we all want morality for a university. And it may just be that we have differing opinions about what's right for achieving that goal. Yeah. Um, That's fair. And so, so you can, you can be pro urban Meyer and expect him to not be a piece of shit while he's here. Yeah. And to be clear, urban Meyer is still not my pick in all of this. I'm just, I was articulating. Oh no, I get it. Trust me. It was, I get it. I just hate you. As a person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. All right. We spent a lot of time on Urban Meyer. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about the new 2024 schedule. I can skip that. Other, I kind of touched on it, though. Like, mm-hmm. there are winnable elements of this. You make the right hire. This might they be bring the in the right easiest. moves. Yep. It's a winnable schedule. Yep. I use on there. Purdue's on there. The Rutgers yes. on there. Yes. Your Illinois. Illinois. Maryland. You do have to go to Oregon. That sucks. You have to go to Michigan. That sucks. But it is, it could be, it, it sets you up for a potential nice soft landing in a new regime. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk hoops very briefly. Uh, Izone Campout, which I don't know what it is about the Izone Campout, has to be on the worst weather possible. Yeah, it definitely does seem like it rains most of the time during the And is cold. for two of mine. As hell. Uh, but sets a, a, a campout record with, an insane number of 13,000 some tents, I believe. Yeah. Where are they going to put them all? I mean, is the upper bowl that desirous? I mean, I think the whole rate limiting factor for so many years has been the fact that at least I know when we went through it, right? You went into a lottery and you sort of hoped that you got in the upper bowl your freshman year because you were only ever guaranteed three years in lower bowl. I'm guessing all of this has changed. You don't, I don't think you get <clears throat> the full season anymore. You get a oh. package. So there can be more students because oh my gosh the packages split it up. You won't if you're in the zone. I don't believe you'll have a ticket to every game. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, that lucky is lucky us. That is wild. Yeah. Now Jones, you can sit this one out. It's fine, but um, what a weird thing. Yeah, it's a bummer. I guess it could help. Like if you, also it makes it more affordable. Uh, I'm sure. So. All right. Uh, that was awfully mean. Talk about sorry. I know, but you didn't react. It was it it got. Then I felt bad because you didn't react. I will just say I so (laughs) to save from crying. My photo, my like header banner pick on Twitter is uh, me as a freshman at the first my first Izzo in campout. I mean, like yeah, that was just a great freaking time, and it did. It rained every year. I don't remember a dry camp out when we were there uh we'll briefly touch on hockey uh hockey had their home opening series against lake superior state swept uh i mean not an easy thing too the old superior rights of lake superior state university the supremacists the The supremacists dude they have a lock on campus yeah. The, the Great Lakes locks are right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very fortunate. Uh, not only does listener Mike Jones 
excuse me, drop off uh, alcohol. He also takes me to the game sometimes. Uh, I live a charmed life. Uh, so I was there today. Um, man, uh, this team is going to be exciting to watch. They're a little younger. It seemed like they were making some mistakes, but Augustine, Augustine, whatever uh-huh. the freshman goalie's name is, uh-huh. made like an incredible save across uh, across the goal. Um, and this uh, this dude that they're expecting to go top 10 in the first round next year, yeah, Leshnov or whatever his name is, he's going to be a problem for teams. He's big, he's fast, and yeah, I got to see his uh, first goal in the green and white today. So um, very exciting to see Munn up in Adam like that. I believe it was standing room only on Saturday, and then there was smattering of seats. I don't know if they were sold or not uh, today, but considering you know very beginning of the season lots of other sports going on and uh lake superior's <coughs> state, state. from me yeah um very encouraging for yeah. knights and his and his guys over here yep well um let's talk about soccer because uh happy happy very happy for hockey great that it's back give us something else to look forward to but soccer uh, ranked number 21 in the country. This is the first time in many, many years that the women's soccer program, well, I guess actually, no. I'll, I, let me say this. Under the regime of current head coach Jeff Hostler, this program continues to perform in a way. Uh, and so this ranking in number 21 is continuing in this trend. Uh, they may have been ranked nationally at some point in the last year or so, uh, or last, last one or two seasons, but for a, over a decade. I mean, since the program started, just not a nationally ranked program, maybe once in like 2008. Um, But for the first time since 1994, went to Ann Arbor, took down Michigan on the road, scoring three to two. That is something that uh, the inaugural coach at uh, Michigan State was uh, able to achieve, I think, once in his career. And he coached for 30 years. It's Jeff Jeff Hostler is is the guy. He is the moment. Uh, He was at Grand Valley and took the Grand Valley Women's Soccer Program to multiple NCAA Elite Eights, won the GLIAC several times. Uh, he's, he's a breath of fresh air. He can recruit. He's a nice, nice person. So, anyway. And, it, and as we covered at the time, an example, if you're worried about the Board of Trustees getting involved in a coaching hire, sometimes it works. <laughs> sometimes it sometimes works. Sometimes it works. Well... <laughs> All right, uh, let's briefly head off Grand River. I first, this isn't particularly important, but I need to know, did you all see the end of the Miami-Georgia I Tech saw game? the Oof. next day. Yeah, Oof. you want to talk about errors. Plum spending money and not getting wins? Yeah, that's a here's, bad. Here's, <laughs> that's here's a bad. some evidence for you. I'm going to steal a coach from Oregon and <laughs> Can you explain, Jonesy, what happened? Yeah, so uh, there's 40 seconds left, which, in case folks are curious, that's the same amount of time that's on the play clock uh, if you take a knee. It's third, and it doesn't matter how many yards, because there's only one more play to run. One more play, and the opponent has no timeouts. So all you had to do, literally, you win the game if you take a knee. If you want to give yourself an extra second, you can run a few steps back, maybe take an extra second or two off the clock just to really make sure. Yep. But you've you've won the game. Correct. No excuse. Yet Miami 
in true Jay Johnson form. Mm. Mm. Lines up in the shotgun for a run play. Runs forward. Has the ball stripped. And Georgia Tech recovers and is able to, in a couple plays, bring it back for a touchdown and win the game. Now, some covered have, some like 60 plus yards, I believe, yeah. in that in yeah. that return. I mean, it was it was a a, a very effective <laughs> offensive performance by Georgia Tech. Well done them. But it should have never been. And uh, and folks have have run some of the video back and maybe have asked, was the Miami player down? Irrelevant, frankly. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. You deserve what happened to you because and of that. What's worse, Cristobal, I believe, in his press conference, blamed the players. Oh, yes. Whoa! Yes. Two hands on the ball, he said. Smartest guy in the room. A lot of, and, and lot of facts and figures. The defense for not getting a stop. Lost the locker room. That Miami, when you're curious, when you had to fire a coach and eat a bunch of money. Yep. Oh, wait, you can't because your one big donor is being investigated by the SEC. Sorry. I believe what he said was, well, we talked about it. You know, I guess it was too hard keeping two hands on the ball. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that passive aggressive. Oh, no, it was not good. (laughs) (laughs) He kept kept finishing it up with, but, you know, it's my fault. Well, we should have taken a knee. Yeah, but it's my fault. I mean, it is. So then just the first part's unnecessary there. Yeah, you should have led with, if they asked about the fumble, you should have said, doesn't matter, it was my fault. Yep. If they asked about the defense, no, it doesn't matter, it was my fault. Like, yeah. that's that's leadership. But Foolish. Miami, Miami, and those, those, uh, those uniforms were a hate crime also. Uh, it, it's as if they took the inspiration from our neons and said, can we make this worse? Um, all right. Other things, the NCAA has banned photo shoots on unofficial visits. Thank God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Old man there, yelling at Cloud right now. Oh, so I thought you were being sarcastic. Um, yeah. I'm I, so tired of photo shoots. No, yeah. I, I, you, I think you can be both sarcastic and also serious about this one. It is both irrelevant and thank God. Yeah, the NCAA, uh, it, like, let's, if, I think... Most people should live their life of don't let perfect be the enemy of better. That there's never don't do something merely because it's not perfect. And so the NCAA in this instance is a truly uh, the definition of that. They are terrible at most things. Uh, This is not the biggest problem they need to solve, but it Mm -hmm. is a problem. And and to correct the old man point, I I think there was an op-ed I read that I thought was really well said, which is that there's enough pressure on these kids as it relates to social media that if this is one particular instance where they aren't seeking likes, then great. Not to mention, by the by, that it's not just the photo shoot. All of these teams now also have to pay some dude on the back end Mm -hmm. to Photoshop this stuff and edit it and cut it up. And like, these are all resources that could be spent on... You know, the people who were on your team. Yep. And, and now when, there's unlimited unofficial visits, so it doesn't really matter. Yep. And when you see what goes on behind the scenes during those photo shoots, it's just so cringe. It's like molar destroying cringe mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like grown adults getting high school boys to like 
flat squat over pancakes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Drip that syrup. Drip that syrup. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Let's do the Rucker preview. Uh, Rucker, bad. Rucker, not good. Uh, they're only fit, uh, everything that I said before about Put Iowa. Put it on an Iowa to Michigan State scale for me. Yeah. Everything that I said about Iowa also should apply to ah, Rutger. For Rutger. In this worst possible moment in the last 15 years of MSU sports, you should be favored by more than five at home. Um, they just lost to Wisconsin, and Wimsat, their uh, quarterback, his numbers aren't awful, but he just does not pass the eye test, and their rushing is horrid. So... I guess kind of sell out on the pass a little bit, keep them contained. And just like the Iowa game, I'm going into this with that same mindset. My brain knows that we should have a chance to win this game, but my heart knows that we probably we will not. won't. So give the ball to Nate Carter, yep. run to the left. Yep. Repeat. We won't. We won't. Wear the Havana syndrome. Ugh. We are the <laughs> All right, let's do these Twitter questions and get out of here. All right, first up, Mike Jones. We finalized our wedding date. I avoided a Saturday in September, October, and November. Do you think my guests will be happy I didn't interfere with football season? Uh, Greg and I are going to take this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to be happy because it's just a given, you know? It's just like, you know, it's just what's done. It's common courtesy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd have to be a real monster to pick a weekend in the fall to get married in the state of Michigan. Particularly knowing that you care about sports. You care about sports enough to participate in a podcast every week about college sports. So it would be alarming if you got married in a weekend. This is the first time I've wished that we were on YouTube so that everyone could see that vacant look in his eyes right now. Just that vacant stare off to the side. <laughs> that he's truly reading something else and does not care. Also, Mike Jones, here's the thing. Your guests aren't happy. They're just, that is actually what their expectation is. And I will say this, that we didn't expect this. We were, we were um, surprised by Alex's decision. We've since come around to Alex's decision for this year. Next I'm... year? Next year? I'm a prognosticator and no, I could have told not. you this was going to happen. And I didn't tell you that it was going to happen because I would have been pilloried and lampooned, but well, uh, chickens have come home to roost. So good for me. Next up from Mike Jones. Also, congratulations, Mike. Uh, uh, Rutgers uh, favored by five and a half, but it's Hauser season, right? Can we feel optimistic about the rest of the football season? No, no, no we can't. Not. But we can be happy for Katen Hauser, and I am happy for Katen Hauser, and I think this is a Hauser season, and I think he's going to do good things despite the fact that we will lose by 20 points to the Rutger. Last up from Mike Jones. Why is BTN Plus so janky? That question answers itself. I must have a fire stick to stream it. None of the three smart TVs in the house are good enough, apparently. What the fuck? Big Ten Network. <laughs> it Fox must have paid them, right? For the streaming rights? Yeah. Like... Because it doesn't make sense that we all pay the, what, 10 once a year is sort of our our activities fee for the one basketball game. It, it truly is an activities fee that we pay. 
Yeah, Big Ten Plus is just a, it's a racket. It yeah. shouldn't exist. It's unfair. It's garbage. Because it, Fox could stream everything if they want. Like, it doesn't, it, it, the Big Ten should have a good app. I'll, I'll say that. Big Ten Plus should be a real thing that you're like, oh yeah. I, or just sell it all to Fox and say, you got to include hockey and volleyball and. Yep. Hmm. Next up, Munfield Keg. Is it too much to ask for a coach that embraces the modern offense? I know he isn't high on the overall list, but just listening to the interviews with Sean Lewis, it seems like he is speaking a different language than people like Jay Johnson and Dave Warner. For those who don't know, Sean Lewis is the offensive coordinator for uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, Munfield Keg, like the idea of stealing something from Colorado again. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out this last time for us, but for the lulls, yeah. it would be good. It would be great message board and Twitter fodder. That's for uh, sure. But I, Duke, for instance, Mike Elko, uh, head coach there, is high on Michigan State's list. Mike Elko is a defensive coach. Mm. Duke has produced interesting and exciting offenses. They're not mutually exclusive. So the, the, the problem with Mark D'Antonio, not problem, Mark D'Antonio's core philosophy was rooted around what provides my defense the most advantage. And so his offense was built to reflect that. Yeah. So he wanted his defense to be as fresh as possible. So he tried to eat as much clock as possible. Um, I think you could find a defensive coach that says what helps my defense is the more points we score, the better (laughs) also have a good defense. So uh, they're not mutually exclusive. Indeed. Uh, Plum or Jonesy next up from the Kate wall. uh, Did we win the bye week I would say yes. I think the text messages, uh, I think Aubrey Dahlgren embarrassing herself by becoming far too enthusiastic over defending Mel Tucker's reputation was its own win. lied. (laughs) <laughs> was its own win so yes i say we win the bye week finally we got one we got one kate wall next up next. return return of <laughs> the return of butt boy why am i still seeing grown-ass adults suggesting pat narduzzi to msu <laughs> they don't know better msu butt boy 69 they just and also don't know wants to know where can i get the psychedelics that those alleged adults are on um I mean, we're a recreational state now, bud. Yeah. So. Rex Road, I, I think Rex Road, to your point, he's he's shown up to fish concerts. He's mm-hmm. he's it's still Tennessee. Go to Tennessee. They have everything you need there. Uh next up, verbose Dutch. Uh as MSU apparently won't have swim and dive teams again, what sport would you add at MSU? Women's hockey, men's slash women's lacrosse, or an other? Um have I had not seen news on this, but apparently the fundraising goals have been missed or will be missed. Or... What a surprise. But, well, yeah, but also I, so I did read something about this. It also looked like they were missed, but that the, 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 the target changed. So sort of like, oh, you did some fundraising, good, but, but now we need a whole new pool too, and that's going to be like triple what we actually told you the first time. They moved Dude, the diving board, if you will. Oh, very good. That's very good. I like that. That was the reference we were all looking for. 
so, you know, unsurprisingly, I don't think the university was ever very serious about this. Uh, you know, did did we need a new recreational Olympic-sized swimming pool? I, I don't know. Probably not. But I guess we needed something at MS, at uh, IM Circle. So I hope that they, <laughs> if they made them all go out and fundraise for, like, the Spartan Fund, it was really <laughs> just to build a new IM facility. It's awesome. <laughs> So good. So good. Uh, We didn't answer the question, though. I would say it's... um, Women's hockey. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Uh, You can't add men's scholarships. That's a rule in this case. Yeah, also, though, like, I think you have to. Because they cut both. Mm. Oh, right. And that was, the like, I'll keep saying this, that was the allegation of the women's swim and dive team was that they wanted to come back at the expense of the men and claimed that a lot of the counting on Title IX was was incorrect. Because of our, our whole rowing situation. Mm. <laughs> that you could fit several buses of, of crew members. Uh, yeah, it's not great. But, no. yeah, women's hockey. That's Alas. what we're going with. No. Good. Uh, next up, upper deck, upper, upper deck Jerk Guy. If Herbs becomes our coach, will Plum just go become a Central fan? Ew. Absolutely not. I'll go become a Michigan fan. <laughs> oh, truly dire. I was going to say dire. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't not be a fan. I would watch the. I don't actually know. Honestly, I don't know. I and I. I would have a difficult time watching. Is that games. when you quit the pod? I maybe. I yeah. like doing this surprisingly and against all evidence to the contrary. Yeah. Um. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know. Uh, I would need to cross that. Jonesy and I have to. debated this. We still can't believe it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Keep showing up. Uh, next from the update jerk guy. If the next coach is found to have once had a parking ticket, will a certain segment of the fan base have a meltdown? Well, that's for you, cool. liberal softy yeah, Alex soft liberal there. And yes, I will. Yes, I will, upper deck jerk guy. Me and the tens of others who are like me will lose our fucking shit if he has as much as a jaywalking. If he once ever lied to the police Mocha. about anything. Um, that is a ever, big jump from jaywalking to lying to the police. If he's, well, that was a cell phone there. I think I've told that story on the pod. Uh, if he's ever, um, if <laughs> access he's a computer, if he's ever accessed a computer, if he's ever watched a pornographic film, he cannot be the coach. We're looking for someone pure. unblemished in every respect of the word say more about that i'm praying for the return of jesus of nazareth and he will coach us on to victory plum would you say there was some reason that mel tucker was impure (laughs) i'm not answering that question last up why can't jesus come back i'll protect your guy say more about that can you tell me where i should cast my next stone and this is why i took us there because the upper deck jerk guys getting biblical. Go ahead, preach. Explain the reference. I think. Well, okay. I mean, we all know the reference. He who is without sin should cast the first stone, uh, and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it's a good, good out of context point there, upper deck jerk guy. Really well articulated per usual with you. Uh, it's, again, it's not the point. That's not the point. None of these people are going to be perfect. This is a question of looking at all of the merits on balance and asking yourself, do you care about the organization's reputation 
and our moral standing. And if you don't, then herbs away, my guy. Herbs away. Next up, Spartan 1870. Uh, if MSU did actually hire Urban and all his baggage, would that help Tucker's case against the school? It's a no, right, Jonesy? Yeah, I don't think so. Because none of his baggage uh, has anything to do with his employment at MSU. I... I'm sure that his lawyer would make that argument in some well, way. Well, Aubrey Dahlgren will make that argument. I would for sure, if the case was ongoing and they hired Urban Meyer and I said, look at all of these things that happened that were embarrassing for the university. And even, in fact, related to the job in some instances, I would absolutely make the argument that the that Michigan State can't be possibly serious about what it finds embarrassing or not embarrassing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's smart, actually. I mean, so what you're saying is it would probably mean not just the cost of Urban Meyer, but probably the cost of a little bit more juice for Mel in the in the settlement. I, I think, frankly, we should just go and uh, hire what's his face from from Auburn. Oh, uh, freeze! Yeah, yeah. Just like, let's go. Let's really double down on it. At least he was working with professionals, right? Um, yeah. So happy with uh, that you know next up spartan 18770 uh should i go to oregon for the game next year? yes spartan 18770 i like I, that idea i really want to do that yeah um let's on that. let's pencil that in spartan 18770 i like that idea last up uh from spartan uh should i buy an electric car sure yeah yeah why not do, do it that. to offset my car please yeah please please be best, Spartan eighteen seven seventy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, next up, Jerry Bear. If there's an injury at Plum's wedding, <laughs> how many jails do we get to bury him under? Is this a reference? I don't. I'm not. Familiar. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the jails reference, but I do understand you complaining that it must be people's uh, MSU's fault if there's an injury. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many injuries at this fucking thing. Well, that's fair. It could be me. It if could I, be me. If I dance too hard and rip my pants open, is that your fault? That's you, that was that your face was a little too excited, and that was authentic in a way that <laughs> you're deeply comfortable with, and yeah. that's what everyone else comforted comforted by. All right, that's good. Uh, next up from Jerbear, uh, Plum says there is a God, but also the 2023 <laughs> football season exists. Explain this. Yeah, so these two things is, exist in tension, Plum. Okay. Uh, this yeah. is a tautology. We, we yes. can we can walk. No, not a tautology. Isn't it? That's not a tautology. Oh. They're just oh. in tension. Okay, well. Come on. Right. A scissorology? Yes. Yes, that is that's it. what this is. That's it. That's good. But explain God. I will. And prove that God is real <laughs> in this. That's really the question here. That's what, what we're looking for. What if God was one I, of us? I, I'm going to prove that God is with you. Mel Tucker was never real. And God has saved us from ourselves. And tens <laughs> of millions of dollars in the money we would have been forced to pay this charlatan. And so you can all be grateful that God has, in fact, redeemed the Michigan State program and will provide us yet someone, some messianic figure to lead us into the promised land. So I, I've got a proof for you on this, uh, Plum. We know that Mel Tucker wasn't real. We know from pop culture that birds are not real. Ah. We also know that Mel Tucker was a birder. Therefore, oh, wow. that they all operate together mm. and none of it 
is real. And okay. indeed, the 2023 MSU football season is not real. It is not happening right now. Yep. Much like the 2020 uh, National Bas- Basketball Championship that Michigan State won. Well said. All right, last up uh, from Jer Bear, Michael, best Halloween costume you ever wore, four-year-old to 18. I don't have a good answer on this. Really? I, yeah, I, 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 there was one year, this isn't really a costume, but I, I dressed up sort of as a reaper and mm-hmm. sat real still with a candy bowl as children came up to take candy from me on the front porch. And, and I would scare them. And how old were you when you were doing this? I'm curious. I'm probably like 14, 15. Oh, okay. So you were still young enough where it wasn't like weird seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'll answer it then. I, my dad uh, got into making costumes for us for a, for oh. a couple seasons. And we had the time of our life making those costumes. So one year I went as a, um, like a movie theater box of popcorn and uh, it had the stripes down it. There's pictures somewhere that my mom did it. And I had a red hat. My mom popped popcorn, and then she glued popcorn pieces to the red hat. So oh. it was like, yeah, it was good. And my brother that year was a robot. He must have had big boxes for some reason that he like cut the arms out of. So that was fun. Uh, I'm going as Luigi this year. Oh, very my good. My son is going as Mario. And then my yeah. dad will be Bowser. Big hat tip, by the way, to the uh, the the your family for the decorations you've done at your home. They are a plus plus. Thank you. Uh, next up, Joe Ashworth with Urban Meyer, with the Urban Meyer bit and ensuing debates and media coverage sucking up all the oxygen in the room. Not this podcast. What realistic candidates <laughs> for the head coaching job do you think are being overlooked by the Twitter mob, Joe? I think this pod is of the opinion that we don't know and don't care. Yeah, like, not our. I think more importantly, not our fucking job. Yeah, I, I mean, I I recall very distinctly when Mark D'Antonio was hired, not being enthused. And, and the I think it was I was anti enthused about Mark D'Antonio, and so I I don't care. It's true. He cried when that announcement was made. I do. I think I, I think I tried to break into Case Hall and like. There was a wellness check that had to be performed. It was, it was a unfortunate scene. What will happen to Javon? Is what I cried. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth, Grind Week is Izzo's smartest ongoing tradition, because incoming players basically get an extra week of fall camp with Spartan legends as temporary assistant coaches. How could the next head football coach use Grind Week as a template to accelerate developing his program's identity? Spartan DogCon 2.0. I'm just worried that if Urban gets the job, he's going to institute Grind Week as well. And then we'll be in a real pickle. Because mm-hmm. that Grind Week happens at Harper's, you guys. Yeah, no, I no. he only grinds at uh, at bars that he's his at his, on. at his bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So that we'll be expecting one of those in Lansing very soon. People don't talk enough about the tackiest part of what happened in that instance was that he was at his own bar. When Urban Meyer does it, it's tacky. When, uh, you know, a rapper does it, he's a business mogul. You've mm. just got different standards here, Michael. A uh, real Tom Haverford situation. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. up, Thomas Biasi. Uh, just saw we're underdogs to Rutger. Has it ever been more over? Yes, and it was when we lost to Rutger. That's when it was the most over. It was seven 
turnovers. seven turnovers or whatever it was. <laughs> That's a Noah Kim stat line. Uh, next up from Thomas Zambiasi, how far back will next season's trip to Oregon set the program rebuild? I do like to point out that I think Oregon broke Michigan before it hired Rich Rodriguez. I think everyone points at the App State loss, but I think the next loss that they got to Oregon was the one that actually really Mm. set them back. So uh, hopefully it being on the road means it won't affect us that much, but I I know what you're saying here. I think it's fine. Hmm. You're still on the rise at that point in time. So I like this next question from Thomas, by the way. Is Maryland the blueprint for a rebuild? I the results are there, are they not? They're not. I mean, the how, how close? Winning. How it, no, no, no. We watched that. Mar- we watched that Maryland game yeah. and said to ourselves, "Did they want to win?" Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they suck. Yeah, but they went they on the road to, as we established, Michael, a top fifteen program, and they did win. Mm. who we us top 15 oh. program allowed to have nice things oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. but but not, they didn't not actually currently top state. 15 yeah well i mean in the in the greater sense but that's also a very ohio state thing that just happened um but no i i'm not on the maryland still sucks yeah uh next up tyrone plum <laughs> When people are high, do they avoid parking in a spot right after another car in case it bothers their car like a warm toilet seat? I thought about that just now, and I do realize my normal thoughts are probably the same as most people when they're high. Oh, that's a great question. We're the wrong three people to ask this question of, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. Recycle this one for Couch in the Rube. Yeah. Ask Jason. Yeah, send that over the Rube. Uh, next but from, I like the idea. Yeah, Plum, go ahead. Uh, next up from Tyrone Plum. <laughs> Tucker's responses all remind me of the time my ex-wife's husband represented himself in an assault case and questioned me on the stand only to do such a banger job that he got his charges increased by the judge. Some people think too highly of, them, of themselves. I guess you know. I guess now you know. What a life this man has led. Truly I want to meet this man. I want to meet this man. But He'll also, be, I get the analogy Spider-Man. to Tucker, and he's yeah. not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, next, rant of the week from Tyrone Plum. If we get Jack Dickert for coach, can we start buying <laughs> NF Dick? That's stupid. Also, Coach Mark D'Antonio actually seems to be helping the defense a bit. You will end up getting Scotty a job because of the improvement by November. Oh, get your own darn job, you chin-muffed mofo. Sorry, Jones. I don't know what you're apologizing to me for. Probably because of all that chin muffing you've got going on yeah. right there. I know. I'm going to keep this for your NF, wedding. Good. NF for the photos. Dickert into the world. I don't know when your photos are, but I'm going to find my way into that. I know you will. And we have uh, questions that have come in from the Instagram from one Mr. Neurotic Pants. Yeah, so I'll read those now. Um, one, would you ignore ethical objections to get Urban on board? Uh, speaking of which, sorry, I think we had a question about whether Mr. Nordic Pants from the Epidemic Jerk Guy is on Twitter any longer. An X? 
I think he's left. And so I do believe he's on Instagram only now. But anyway, sorry, uh, Greg, was the question, would we ignore the ethical yeah. concerns? And we've had this discussion at length yeah. already. Uh, it's complicated. But the three of us agree. Urban's do we win? Not the guy. Do we win? Next up, Jonesy, uh, how far would you go for a Klondike bar? Be honest, sir. I don't know, Plum, if I could tell you that in two years we would have a national championship, what would uh, you say yes to? I don't want to answer that question. Because you know you like winning. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want it. I mean, yes, if I was guaranteed that, I would have a very difficult time saying no. Yeah, so that's what I would do for a Klondike bar. Yep. Last up, Greg, what do we got? And finally, Alex, because he doesn't ask me direct questions, even though I made sure that he got on here. It's fine. Astronautic <laughs> pants is fine. Uh, I noticed an Alex Plum on Western, and my screen died, on Western Michigan University's hockey team. Is he your son from your first marriage? His name is Alex Bump, not Alex Plum. So you got to read carefully there, uh, Raymond. You have to read carefully. And that is how you will know that he is not related to me because I'm not named Alex Bump. Though that is a superior name over Alex yeah. Plum. Yes. So. And uh, that cannot be debated. No, like, that's just 100% true. Yeah, I'm yeah. not and I'm not even self-conscious about it frankly. All right, good job bringing in uh bringing in Raymond. All right, next up Ali, my man. Uh Kevin Grack, what is your favorite is own campout memory? Uh, I told Darrell Summers that Izzo talked to me and he said, if I'm taller than you, I get your scholarship. So for his scholarship, Darrell Summers and I went back to back and we determined that in fact, actually Darrell Summers was still taller taller. than me. So that's why (laughs) he got to continue to have his career. He was a freshman at the time and, uh, and you never saw me in green and white because of that moment. But Izzo was there ready to make the change. (laughs) No. <laughs> uh i played frisbee with steven izzo as a six oh, or seven God. year old yeah i was gonna say as a babe they were so always wee, there babe they yeah. were the two of them were always and lupe would be there with the kids and they'd be in that trailer yeah. i just remember when they were around i was like <laughs> i have to be on my best behavior right now yeah. no swears yeah meanwhile tom izzo is probably just everything yeah mm-hmm. what about you michael jones what's your favorite is own uh mm-hmm. just memory? the cold just the cold <laughs> Next up from Ali, if you had a serious medical condition impeding you from podcasting, what would it be? Well, let's see. The cough hasn't kept Kevin away. No. And I think I'm most of the first the year I was coughing. Yeah. And I I, I always have an erection on this pod. Um, so that wouldn't be it. Priapism. Is Pri- yeah. Have. Priapism, I believe it's. Oh, Priapism. is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. I believe so. You'd be more expert uh, let's say uh you know there was a guy and i don't know what the condition was per se but every time that he sat up or stood up he passed out he fainted and so he had to live his life on his back like he had to he was permanently laying down and he lived like that for 40 years before he wow. died this is a weird thing so that would be you know you could probably still podcast that would be that, perfect actually. for podcasting yeah come to think of it just bring well, that mic up. Put it on a boom. I don't know. I'm out. I'm out of ideas. There's nothing that can stop Alex Plum. Yeah. But I would for sure file uh, FMLA 
so that mm-hmm. I could get paid all the money and not work. I just wish that I could get some kind of illness so I can stop doing this. Ali, mm-hmm. it's more the opposite. Please help me. Please help me become ill to, so I could go You tried one me. time and then just nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Just nothing wildly doing. disappointing. Yeah. Uh, last up from Ali, what toppings are on the pizza that would you would bake with Coach Nightingale in the pizza oven? Uh, it's got to be, for me, it's going to be green olives, pepperoni, bacon, and pineapple. Mm, strong. Strong. Oh, and jalapenos. Let's add jalapenos into the mix. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. take all of that. Why yeah. not? No, I'll take all of that. Um, I do. It, there's such a there's such a companionship. Uh, sorry, this is a reference, listeners. If you're not seeing it on social media, of the basketball team visiting mm-hmm. the coaching pavilion uh, with the hockey players. And there's such camaraderie between the different programs, which we like to see. We if only see there it. can be that camaraderie up mm. top in the institution as well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry for coughing into the, into the microphone. My apologies. You should be. Mamopolev asks, with the team taking a bye, I am taking a bye. Only two award-winning questions sent your way this week. Question number one of two. Why did Matt Sheehan refer to you as the one, the only Mike Jones, when that's in your, when what's when in what? your glass proves you're not. That's, thank uh-huh. you, Mamopoli, for setting me up. I have over here, in spite of the cough, the Horse Soldier Signature Small Batch Bourbon Whiskey. Wait, I'm sorry, say again? The Horst? The Horst, oh! oh! Tyrone Plum. The Horst Soldier. Um... <laughs> Which is nice. It's it's very good. Um, say, say, what are the notes? It, well, it's it's say the notes. oak barrels, I think. Oh, so, so oak. No, but what do you taste right now? Yeah, what's in your mouth? There's like this whole military angle to this thing as well. There's like green beret stuff going on. There's no, but what do you taste? Do you taste like flannel? <laughs> yeah, felt. There's, like what are we talking about? It, if I'm being honest, MREs. It tastes like bourbon. <laughs> yeah, that's good. If That's I'm being honest, good. I don't have the tasting notes for you. It's a bourbon that has, I hope this is owned by someone who's in the military. No, this is a false, false valor. There's a lot of valor stealing going on here. <laughs> All right. Last up from Mamopoly, question number two of two. Headline reads, quote, MSU wants a new president by Thanksgiving, end quote. Well, in my world, that's tomorrow. Oh, Canadian! So, should the search continue behind closed doors, or what word to the wise would you offer here? Should we just offer it to Mama Belief right now? Yeah, Susan, you're it. Yeah, sign up. You get it. one thing. Do you have the paperwork for yeah. citizenship? You took our gerb, Mama Belief. But, but, Susan, you have to go by Suze. Mm-hmm. President Suze is what they're going to call you, so I hope that's cool. Nope. Uh, last up from John Hubbard. No question. Just hope you all had a positive and productive weekend during which you didn't have to watch MSU football. That's and it beautiful. was, and it was, it was a beautiful weekend. Uh, gentlemen, as always, it's been a pleasure to see you. Uh, and we have a football game this weekend, so go green, go white, go white against the Rutgers. Do we still keep the we're chopping thing? Because that was theirs, right? And then we took it from them. Let's give it I back. Think you have to ironically chop at this yeah, point. Yeah, we're going to keep. We, stopped? we haven't stopped yet. Uh, everyone that's listening, remember, we're keeping chopping. Just chop, chop, a, chop, 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 chop. Just, just, just roll. 
just to screw ourselves. That's great. All right. Farewell.